What does Stephen King, Canada, Teddy Roosevelt, Being Greedy, Shamans, and Edward Cullen all have to do with each other? Well, they're all going to be talked about in this episode. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I told Thena one time in the past we could discuss cannibalism, and now look where we are. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Thena. And, and, and I'm Kylie. Did I talk too fast for you? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to Cryptic Soup Podcast. Yeah. Wow, wow, So did you hear Casey Anthony was at like Disney World last week? No. That bitch. It's not. It's not cool. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of her. I said that's not cool. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just I'm also reiterating like I don't like her. I definitely know that. <laughs> okay. I just I fucked up today and I was thinking about her. When I was making the Facebook post and I was talking about our upcoming episodes and I clearly put a picture of Elizabeth short, uh, the Black Dahlia. And I said, look at this picture of Casey Anthony. And someone was like, hey, I just want to let you know this. <laughs> After I posted it, they're like, that's uh, that's not Casey Anthony. And I was like, no, yeah, no shit. Like, I, I get that. It's not. But it's up for the world to see. So there's that. You mean the Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone wants to go make fun of me, I don't apparently know the person between the Black Dahlia, a black and white photo of a beautiful woman and Casey Anthony, the whore bag she is. So you kept it? Yeah. Why not? It's just part of us now. It's it's the forever joke <laughs> it's now. part of us now. Casey Anthony is a joke and so am I. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what else do you have to talk about tonight? Um, We were just talking about the thing, if you want to talk about that thing. JJ. We're talking about the thing. Jerry Springer. <laughs> he died. You said JJ, though. Yeah, I I, I was going to let you give the announcement of what happened, but I'll just say it. Jerry Springer died today. Yeah. How old At is he? At 72 or 79, I'm going to say. I just read it. What was it? I'm going to guess 79. I don't want to give false information, so. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing 79. That's my goal. Let me see. Yep, 79. Ha ha. So. Yeah. What 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 was it from? Oh. Cancer. Hmm. Lame. Oh, yeah. I'm well, okay. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cancer sucks. So yeah. yeah, pretty lame. Yeah. It's not not fun. Well, um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I don't. I need to start writing shit down because I'm always like, ooh, that'd be good to talk about. And then I forget about it. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Wendigos. Some people call them Wendigos. I say Wendigo because I'm I pronounce everything wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, this is do you. Well, I know you do, Kylie. I guess I'm asking people that aren't going to answer me. Do you guys remember Chris from the Chris Moss episode, a.k.a. the Mothman episode? Yeah, you know, you remember him. <laughs> OK, so this is his favorite cryptid. Actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. The more you know. Bye-bye. Well, shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Chris, here Christopher. you go. So, um, I guess we could just get into it then. We don't have much. I'm sure we'll remember something by the end. Probably. Okay. Well, a Wendigo, or Wendigo, as Athena calls them, is a supernatural being that belongs from the spiritual traditions of the Algonquian tribes. <laughs> Algonquian? Yes. <laughs> I literally spelled it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. How did I fuck it up still? I literally wrote the enunciation so I wouldn't fuck up. It's, and it's actually not pronounced that way either. It's Algonquian. At least that's how I like learned it in school. Oh, okay. Like Algonquian. <clears throat> the thing Algonquian. I heard was Kian, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. So they yeah. were the first speaking um they were the speaking first nations in North America. Now, the Wendigos are described as powerful monsters that have a desire to kill and eat their victims. Sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute, cutie pies. <laughs> cutie pies. <laughs> the Wendigo is said to be near the forests of the Great Lake region and the central regions of Canada. So they're we're fucked. Yeah. Okay. Up in our neck of the woods here. Mm-hmm. They're known by several other names other than just the Wendigo. 
Also, the Wetigo, the Wittico, and the Wetigo. Okay. Each of them pretty much means the same thing. They're just like pronounced and spelled different ways. And they all roughly translate to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Lovely. Wow. I wish the person I was dating would say that to me. That's such a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I like it. Okay. The (laughs) The Wendigo legend exists in the Algonquian oral history for many centuries, long before Europeans arrived in North America. However, the first European written accounts of the Wendigo was by Paul Lejeune, a missionary who lived among the Algonquian people. God, I can't do that right. Um, And that was in the early 17th century. It was in a report that he wrote to his superiors back in Paris in 1636. Lejeune wrote about the creature and he like described it. Since then, anthropologists believe the legends developed as a cautionary tale about the importance of community and how to guard against individual greed, selfishness, and isolation. Which, that's what we hear about most, like, urban legends and things like that. They're usually teaching us lessons or, like, um, instilling something, you know? Yeah, they survived the the years to teach lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, because in most of the legends, it's a human that transforms into the Wendigo, um, they say it's because of greed or weakness. So the Wendigo is a personification of cold and hunger in a time when human survival relied on banding together and sharing resources, particularly during long, harsh winters in the northern wilderness. So... The Wendigo legend is essentially a cautionary tale about that isolation and selfishness and how if they band together as a community, like it wouldn't happen. So the legend was trying to serve to warn the children not to wander into the woods and like not to break the community, not to do things wrong, like all that sort of thing, because that's how the Wendigo, 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 Wendigo <laughs> will happen. I don't really know why it became Wendigo to me, but it became Wendigo and now they're always Wendigo. Now it's and stuck. Yeah. Like I just like taught myself that and then I can't fix it somehow. This kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't exactly, I need to rewatch it, but Jujutsu Kaisen, the anime, um, like the, the monsters, I don't want to give anything away, but the monsters basically are originally people. And then they became like too greedy or too selfish or, you know, whatever. And then became like curses, essentially. Hmm. That's kind of what it it's giving me that vibe. OK. Um, I always think of Wendigos because I, I love Supernatural. And that was one of the first few episodes in the first season. I want to say it's probably in the first 12 episodes they do it. And because of that, I always think about it. Because of how creepy they made Wendigos. And I'm like, oh, yep, not going to fuck with that. <laughs> Wendigos and Chupacabras. I don't fuck with either of those because Supernatural taught me not to. And that weird thing in the in the in the sea. What is that called? Cthulhu. <laughs> I'm not as scared as Cthulhu, but yeah. OK, okay but. I don't know how I got on Cthulhu TikTok, but I'm on there and I, I'm not I'm not I don't like it. I, I would like off of Cthulhu TikTok, please. Hmm. hmm. I'm proud of you for being on Cthulhu TikTok. Yeah, you would be. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I'm on this weird part of TikTok that I'm really, really, really into right now. <laughs> it is um, the same thing every day. They make like essentially the same food, but they just mix up what they put. They always put like a dollop of something. So it's like honey or hot honey or something. And then they pile, you know, like fruit or some syrups or some jams. And then they put the, the pastry on it and then they butter it, you know, and put like a butter and an egg wash on it and then they bake it and then you flip it upside down and it's an upside down turnover in a sense. What? I will show that. Oh yeah, my God. I mean, they I need are so it. good looking and people do them with like balsamic and they made like a balsamic onion one the other day and then they made a hot honey like chicken cauliflower one the other day, but they make a lot of dessert ones usually and I want to mimic them because they make like a honey apple and stuff and it's like a honey apple turnover, but it looks so easy to make and Oh my, I am on that oh part. My. And like, I see like two or three of them a day and I'm like, wow, I want to be making these. 
I'm also on pregnant cravings TikTok. Okay, that makes sense. Actually, somehow <laughs> I've seen what you eat. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's I have to try accurate. them all. You know that. <laughs> mm, I'm on um One Direction TikTok. Yeah, I know that. I'm also on Wattpad TikTok, <laughs> and I'm also somehow on d- bro bro. <laughs> I found out today I'm on. This I'm not joking and I'm not making lightheartedness of this. I'm on brain cancer TikTok. And like I'm on videos of people showing x-rays of brain cancer and doctors talking about brain cancer. And here's where I think it started. (laughs) Books and movies about brain cancer. And it's all because I liked one video of this girl talking about the fault in our stars and like analyzing it from a Mm -hmm. like outsider's point of view and now everything every like fifth video is about brain cancer whether it's like real life brain cancer or like a wattpad version of like two people falling in love and then them being like i have brain cancer and then being like i love you regardless but bro i'm on brain cancer tiktok and it's stressful as fuck i never know what's gonna (laughs) pop up next it's so goddamn stressful yikes yeah so there's that you screwed yourself over there but then there will be a pastry so it's fine right yeah don't you love tiktok no it scares me i know the algorithm is scary it's It's scarier than the ai on snapchat yeah because i'm on league tiktok of course and like gamer tiktok but then i'm also on motorcycle tiktok now so that's fun yeah tiktok be weird as hell (laughs) anyways um so back to the wendigos wendigos whatever you want to call them because i'm going to say it wrong so just bear with me They have other legends of how they happen, you know, because over time legends change or different, maybe like one tribe, one of the first nation tribes would say one thing. I'm sorry. (coughs) I like swallowed weird and it got caught in my throat. (laughs) One first nation tribe would say one thing and maybe, you know, telephone game happens. They relay the story. The next tribe hears it a different way and things like that happen. So according to other legends, A Wendigo can also be created if a human resorts to cannibalism to survive, which again, we're in these cold winters, so that could happen. Wendigos are cursed to wander the land, eternally seeking the fulfillment from their voracious appetite of human flesh. And there is nothing left to eat. So then it starves to death. And again, that essentially is a tale of how it became what it is because it was greedy. Hmm. Because it wanted more food. Yeah. The Wendigo is sometimes described as a spirit rather than a physical presence. Also, in Cree mythology, for example, the Wendigo is believed to be an evil spirit that possesses humans. The spirit would enter a person by biting him or by entering him through a dream. And then the possessed person becomes cannibalistic or deranged and violent and then becomes a Wendigo. That one's a little fetched. So did I tell you about my nightmare? (laughs) No. Hold on. We got to pause everything. Holy fucking shit. So you know how we covered like the hat man and the gray man? And I was yes. like, I don't really have um, sleep paralysis ever. Nothing like that ever happens to me. Oh, no. Okay. I woke up crying the other night and I was texting every single person I thought was awake because I was so scared because the the thing is, this dream was hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Now, I have to kind of describe my living room real quick. Okay, so my bed, yeah, my bed's in my living room. So long story, right. <laughs> um, we're still redoing our house and we're not finished with the rooms. So my bedroom is my living room currently still because it's easier than having to drag my stuff in and out of my bedroom when I'm like painting and everything and like not sleeping around the fumes and all that kind of stuff, right? So in the middle of my living room is my bed. And in the other corner of my living room is this uh, like... um uh, what are those things called? Like a wood burning stove area. And so it's a different flooring. It's um, like, God, why can't I think of like words? Tile or stone. It's stone. Yes. And the rest of my room is carpeted. Okay. So if you're on the stone, I can hear you walking around. If you're on the, the carpet, I can't. In my dream, I fall asleep. And here's the only thing that wasn't realistic. I was watching the dream happen. So like, it's as if I was standing in one corner of the room and I'm watching this dream occur. So as I fall asleep in the dream, I am laying in bed asleep on my bed. So you're watching yourself fall asleep? Yes. Yeah, that's like lucid dreaming. Okay. Okay. And then I hear something over on the 
the the stones like a person almost or something and i'm like oh it's probably the dog but then out of the corner of my eye i see something and it is much larger than my dog so i look over and there's a man in a ski mask standing there nope and i'm like why are you watching me sleep and he can't hear me and i'm like sir what are you doing in here and he can't hear me and he just keeps walking closer and closer And he's just watching me. And then finally he gets right down next to me and he starts petting my hair and he whispers in my ear, Athena, I love watching you sleep. What? And I scream and wake up. Yeah. But that wasn't really waking up. He's just gone. And I wake up in the dream and I watch myself wake up and I'm like, oh my God, Athena, you have to wake up. You have to wake up. And I'm like sitting there and I'm and I'm crying and I'm like crying in this bed, still dreaming this. Right. And then he just closes the screen, uh, the sliding glass door next to me. It's as if I thought he vanished, but he didn't. He just walked away. And then I really did wake up and I just look over and the sliding glass door is right next to me and it's pitch black. So I can't see out of it. And I forgot to draw the curtains and I either have to stand up and go draw the curtains or lay in this bed. And it's so dark. I can't see the corner where like in my dream, the man was because my dream was a little bit brighter than my real houses Mm because I have blackout curtains everywhere. And I was like, I'm too scared to go back to sleep in this house. Like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. I am alone in this bed and I'm like, I can't. And then I, I'm so startled awake. I start crying and I really am like awake at this point. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it wakes up my dog. My dog's like, I want to go outside now. And I was like, no, no, it's not. No, happening. You cannot go outside. I will let you pee in the house at this point because right. I can't fucking <laughs> let you go out of this house. I will clean it up. We are not leaving this house. We are not leaving this room. No fucking way, my dude. And my dog was just like, oh, okay, I'll just go back to bed, dude. Like <laughs> something's up with you. I'm not having it. And I was like, you are a shitty guard dog, but cool. So uh, I stayed up for like three more hours and then I went to work and I looked like shit and I fell asleep at my desk and someone was like, what was wrong? And I was like, I had a really bad nightmare. And I told everyone at work about it and they were like, that is the scariest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, no, yeah, like it was. <laughs> I am terrified. There's like a man in my house watching me sleep. Like, oh my God. So there's that. Uh. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. I wake Corey up for sure. I wasn't happy, clearly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I tweeted about it and people on Twitter were like, yeah, uh, like, don't, 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 don't have those dreams. I was like, well, yeah, like I don't have them. Didn't like do it on purpose. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So there's my dream story for (laughs) y'all. But. With the Wendigo, it's more of a possessed dream because it's more like um, uh, kind of hat man style. Like mine was more like lucid dreamy, like almost yeah. like paralysis. But yeah, back on track, right? All back right. Back on track. Whoo, scary, scary stuff. OK, so just as there are different versions of the word and the variations of like how they happen and stuff of Wendigos. Also, their appearance and powers change in different stories. So sometimes Wendigos are described as exceptionally thin with having like a skull and skeleton pushing through. It's like ash colored mummy like skin so that it's like almost visible. But then other times the Wendigo is well fleshed and like has it all over his body and he's a giant and he is over 15 foot tall. Those are very different things. Mm hmm. Okay. Other times they say that it might also be like more of like he's wearing like a wearing a skin or wearing fur or something like that, like almost like a coat. I've heard that, too. Now, according to other legends, here are some are some things that could or couldn't be present on like what he might look like. He might have pointed or animal like ears with antlers or horns sprouting from his head. He might have eyes that are either sunken inward or eyes that are glowing. He has sharp fangs for teeth. He has extremely bad breath and bad body odor that smells like rotting flesh. His lips are chewed off due to him eating them himself. He has sharp claws and he is either maybe hairless or maybe he has hair. (laughs) That's the best one. (laughs) Yeah, so a little bit all over the place of what he looks like. But either way, it doesn't sound good. It sounds scary and he smells awful. It just makes me think, it makes me think of um, whenever we talk about sphinxes, 
Corey's like, it's it's like it's naked. Like it's skinless. <laughs> like, no. No. It's, it's hairless. Yep, there's a difference there, Corey. <laughs> and he's like, I know the difference. But every time we think about it or say something about it, I'm always gonna say that it's a skinless cat. <laughs> like, mm. nope. I don't like that nope, one bit. It's not though. <laughs> I, I I literally can say with every part of my being, I hate that. Yep. So the Wendigo is also said to have superpowers, because why wouldn't it? So here's what it could possess. Superhuman strength. Insane stamina that could allow it to stalk, overpower, and devour victims. Exceptional eyesight. Ability to see in the dark as well. Exceptional hearing. Exceptional sense of smell. The ability to walk across deep snow or over open water without sinking into it. And unmatched speed. So he's Edward Cullen. (laughs) Right? Like Edward Cullen, is that you? (laughs) right that's what it sounds like now the ability to walk on snow and water and stuff like that or even like icy water is because of where they're from since they live in those colder climates among the woodlands of canada and the northern united states that would be very like good for him to stalk his victims right now how do you get rid of one that's another question right so a shaman might be the only person who can subdue and destroy a wendigo either using a silver steel or iron bullet or a dagger why shaman though um couldn't anybody because they're considered the in a sense like the holiness of their tribe Okay. It's like the best way to describe it is what it was I was finding out it's kind of like because they're revered that way kind okay. of like uh, this is a really bad example, but it's the only thing I can think of how a priest can do an exorcism. Yeah, that's what I was. That's like, the only correlation I can do. Yeah. Now, in some legends, they claim the Wendigo's heart must be cut out and either melted or burned in a fire before its spirit is truly vanished because they're like icy. So, you know, like burn it. Other legends say the Wendigo can be killed with a conventional weapon, such as just using a club or a firearm, though. So really, there's no rules. <laughs> None at all. None whatsoever to this. It also could be one thing and could be completely different in another way. It's literally like a mixture of the Jersey Devil meets the story of what happened to Dior Koontz. We have no answers. (laughs) Zero here. Zero answers. By the earliest 20th century. I said earliest. I noticed. 20th century. Fine. (laughs) Okay. I was going to give it to you. (laughs) The term Wendigo psychosis became used and it was a psychologist like term that could actually be used. So psychologists and missionaries used it to describe a culture bound syndrome among the native and first nations people. They said their symptoms included delusions of becoming possessed by an evil spirit, depression, violence, a compulsion for eating human flesh, and in some cases, just pure cannibalism. So the syndrome was diagnosed retroactively in historical cases of cannibalism in North America. However, the existence of the syndrome is disputed among scientists. Now, here's a few instances of how, like, they think that this psychosis came about. And it's pretty much, is this murder, cannibalism, or psychosis? Because it's blamed on the Wendigo psychosis, okay? Now, the first one is in Alberta, Canada in 1879. During the winter of 1878 and 1879, Swift Runner, which is the guy's name, cool ass name, right? What? <laughs> That's his real like legal name? Well, I I think he was part of one of the tribes. Oh, okay. But it's still a great name. Yeah. Swift Runner. Love that. Yes. So Swift Runner and his family were starving along with a bunch of other Cree families. So his eldest son was the first one to die of starvation. And at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to the Wendigo psychosis, he says. And though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson Bay's company post 25 miles away, he said him and his family didn't want to attempt to travel there. So instead, they killed the remaining members of the family and consumed them. What happens when you're done with them? Then you're going to go the 25 miles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So Swift Runner claimed a Wendigo spirit had entered his dreams and told him to eat his family he was tried for murder, found guilty, and hanged for his crimes later that year by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. It's just still hard for me. I know. <laughs> in 
Another case occurred in 1907, and this was among the Sandy Lake First Nation community in northern Ontario. And I heard two different versions of this one. They start kind of similar and then they end kind of similar, but then they get really messy. So I'm just going to we'll we'll do them both. Right. You're going to be like, how the fuck are they similar? Okay. <laughs> they have the same people's names in them. That's oh, pretty much okay. it. Yeah. Jack Fiddler, an Oji Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos is our main like character in this one. Okay. So Jack Fiddler. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Some of these creatures were said to be sent by enemy shamans and others were members of his own band who had been taken with insatiable and curable desires to eat human flesh. Oh, so there's evil shamans. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so he's saying that they were already having Wendigo psychosis within his own tribes, right? So he says his family members asked Fiddler to kill a very sick loved one before they were going to be turned into a Wendigo. Like they saw it happening and they were like, help us. So Fiddler's brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning into a Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading post expedition. The Hudson Bay Company traders, the Cree and the missionaries knew that the Wendigo legends like were a thing about explaining mental illness and superstition. So they say that that's why it happened was they were actually going crazy and they killed people, but it wasn't a psychosis. Now, regardless, a bunch of incidents happened supposedly around this time where people were turning into Wendigos and eating human flesh and the company records go on report saying that these people turned into Wendigos. Okay. Okay. I know it's already really, really messy. Just keep following. It is. <laughs> okay, so Fiddler supposedly claimed lives. I'm trying to simplify it real quick. Fiddler said, I'm a shaman. I'm a medicine man. I know how to kill Wendigos. I can do it myself. You give me your loved ones. I will kill them. I will say it's the psychosis and everything is good. Okay? Okay. But you have to prove that they're kind of like at least wanting to be mentally ill or cannibalistic for me to want to kill them. And call it the psychosis. So that's where we're at. Interesting. Okay. Now here's the two versions. Because up to this point, we're kind of similar. In 1907, the Canadian authorities arrested Fiddler and his brother Joseph. Which is not the same person as earlier, but right. <laughs> um, they arrested Joseph and Jack for murder. And then Jack committed suicide. But Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but he died three days later in jail before even receiving the news of his pardon. Okay. That's story one. Story two was that they were tried, but it wasn't tried for murder. They were tried. Well, it was for murder, but not the murder of a brother. They were tried for the murder of Joseph's daughter-in-law, who they strangled because they were afraid that she was going to become a Wendigo. So then they got arrested and Jack actually escaped the police and then strangled himself. And then Joseph actually died of tuberculosis in prison in 1909 and was never granted a pardon. Okay. <laughs> Those are different years. Those are different, like, people. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's very interesting. But that's another case of supposed psychosis. Supposed. Yeah. Alleged. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um... A Wendigo also apparently made several appearances near Roseo in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time the Wendigo was reported, an unexpected death in the area followed. And finally, all of a sudden, no one ever heard or saw from it again. So that's called a serial killer. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> otherwise you're saying like what happened in... The 19th century in England, Jack the Ripper. That's just a Wendigo, actually, guys. Yeah. That's fine. No big deal. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Richard Ramirez? No, that was a Wendigo. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> now, however, Wendigo sightings are actually still reported, still to this day, even in like normal areas that you're just like, oh, like, you know, Ontario had one not that long ago. Yeah, like these are real things. So, Mostly they're in Canada near on near the southern area of Canada and the northern area of um, the U.S. But northern Ontario near the cave of the Wendigo and near Kenora are where people say they see them the most. Hence why it's called now the cave of the Wendigo. 
They say traders allegedly spot them often and trackers and trappers for decades have been trying to get one. Many still believe that the Wendigos roam the area and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada are riddled with them. They've given Kenora, Ontario, Canada, the title, the Wendigo capital of the world. But we don't have any proof. I mean, no. Okay. The Wendigo legend has been noted in America by some very famous people, but two very famous men in particular. And you're going to recognize both these people. So let's talk about it real quick. In the wilderness, wilderness, yes, I thought it said wildness, wilderness, wildness, (laughs) wildness, wild, wild, wilderness, wilderness. Okay. You got it. Holy shit. (laughs) I didn't know wilderness and wildness are two different words and it got really confusing for a minute because I couldn't figure out what letters were changing. I feel like wildness. Isn't a word? Because it's probably not. Wildness. That's some wildness you got going down there. Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't. If it is, it just doesn't sound proper. Mm-mm. So in The Wilderness Hunter, it's a book from 19... Nope. In 19... No. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 1893. Uh-huh. In 1893, um, the future U.S. president, Theodore Roosevelt, a.k.a. Our, our good old man, Teddy Rose, he invented a goblin story, as he called it, which was a bear-like beast that stalks the camp of two hunters, leaving only one to survive to tell the tale. Over the years, readers have interpreted Roosevelt's beast as being either the legendary Bigfoot or a Wendigo. What if it was Bigfoot? It might be. Well, they're ve- those are very different creatures. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Like, what? Should we read the book? Do we need to? <sighs> but then there's another person, super famous man. You may have heard of him once or twice. Stephen King. You know him? Mm-hmm. So Stephen King actually features a Wendigo in his book, Pet Cemetery, the 1983 version, which is crazy that it was 1893 and 1983. I was going to say that. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> that's why... I th- I was going to say that's why I kept fucking up. No, it's not. I'm just bad. I was trying to I was trying to lie to myself, but it I don't. could be somewhat of an excuse because you can see them both at the same time. I cannot actually with how the microphone is right now. OK, I have to keep raising my head every time I talk. So um, my iPad's dead, everyone. I had to use a computer night. I feel like a uh, caveman, which I know you would think that this would make me feel better, but it doesn't. So there's that. Also, there's a lot of famous Wendigos in popular media. Mm, TV shows like Teen Wolf. I really want to watch that. I never have. Me either. I love Dylan O'Brien, so I think I'd like it. There's also other famous people in it that I think I like, but I love him. Um, Supernatural, obviously. God. Ugh, I love Jared Padalecki. I love Jensen Ackles. Misha's in there, too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as big a fan of him. Um, but I'm currently mad at Jared and Jensen, so there's that, guys. Why? Um, they're doing a, uh, like supernatural con near us only a few hours away. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, that's super cool. I want to look into it. And I looked into it just to meet them too is over a thousand dollars. Jesus. <laughs> to do either a signature or a photo with either of them. Like it's over a thousand dollars because okay. you have to buy like the gold pass only to do it first off, which is the three day weekend. And then you can only do it if you have the gold pass plus the addition. And then you can only do blah, blah, blah. And this and the, and in the end, it ended up being like a thousand dollars. And I was like, what? That's ridiculous. And that was only for two of the three. But you could pick which two, either Jared Jensen or Misha. But you could pick which two. But it would be a thousand dollars. And to do all. But at that point, because it was like nine hundred dollars for one, a thousand for two. But then it was like fourteen hundred for all three. So I was like, OK, so technically you're not like saving any rest. money. You need to just like. Yeah. You do like 1200 for all three and yeah, a thousand. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, that's insane. And then nonetheless, it's hosted by creation con, which if people don't know who that is, I have been to a few creation cons and in the past creation con wasn't that bad. I had been to some and I liked them. Cool. Whatever. Um, last year I went to a creation con and I went to the stranger things con, which I expected so much from and I bought the tickets and then they made the tickets non-refundable for any reason. Even if you had COVID or something, they did not care. You could not get a refund. OK, and they weren't allowing you to sell your tickets to other people. 
Like you had to have your ID to show with your tickets and stuff. There was a lot of rules to it. And then on top of that, when we got there, the entire thing was only five vendor booths. That was the entire thing. Five booths. Three of them were selling things and two of them were selling things that had nothing to do with Stranger Con. I mean, Stranger Things. They had three small areas where you could take photos that looked like you were in Stranger Things and that was it. And then there was like a costume contest and the winning prize was you pretty much got like a free hoodie and that was like it because you got like a $50 coupon to the Stranger Con itself and all that would buy is like a hoodie or two t-shirts. Um, and the whole thing was being held by Chester Rushing, I think is his name, who is in the show, you would assume, right? Yes, he is. He's the douchebag that Steve beats up in season one for uh, calling Nancy a whore. Yeah, not memorable. Not memorable one bit. No. Um, so that was who was hosting it. But everyone got to meet him, which was kind of cool. Um, and then on top of that, they had this awesome fucking guest list. I'm going to use their names in the show. Will, Lucas, um, D- Dustin. Um, oh, fuck. What's that cute little girl's name that sings with Dustin? Her. Mm. Um, there was supposed to be like Hopper. There was supposed to be uh, Alexi. There was totally going to be like 13 people. I think all the buyers minus Winona would have been there. OK, so super excited. By the time the event rolled around, there was four guests. And none of them were like, I think the most famous person was Lucas. And then the next most famous person was like. Oh, the bitch that's rude in the newest season that gets hit hit with the skate. Like no one else was like a character from all the seasons. No Mm -hmm. one. And I was like, wow, Um, it was so awful. And to walk the entire con floor, I timed it took eight minutes. (laughs) It was under 10 minutes. It was so boring. You couldn't even see the celebrities. They were in a different part of the hotel and everything. So it's not even like you could just walk by them and at least be like, oh, my God, I got to see them. Nothing. It was so stupid. It was the worst con I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, With that being said, that's who's hosting the Supernatural Con. So I'm like super let down and they're hosting it in the same building and stuff. So I'm like, oh, God, I hope it's not as bad. And I'm just... It's probably going to be that bad. So I'm upset and I'm mad at Jared and Jensen for letting this happen. They're probably not even going. <laughs> I think they'll go. They're not cancelers. They're good boys. Well, I don't I feel like, well, just with the amount of knowledge that I have about that event from what you've told me, I feel like the people that were supposed to be at that con were never told that they were supposed to be. At True. That con. And that is one of the things is they were told that they didn't know that they were showing up for certain. Like yeah. one of the people was like, I can't come to it because I'm literally filming something. You didn't even right. put it on my schedule. And they were like, Oh, we forgot to. You're right. And so that's why they backed out and they were like super honest about it. So yeah. So well, I'm a little mad. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Supernatural, uh, there's Wendigo in it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of off on tantrums tonight because this episode's not very long. So we get to ch- talk, chat, talk to you guys. Sorry. Okay. Um, other TV shows like Charmed and Grimm have um, Wendigos in them. So I don't remember them in Charmed, but I haven't seen it for so long. And I don't think I watched Grimm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch either. I watched the movie, the Grimm movie. That was cool. Um, video games like Fallout 76 and Until Dawn have Wendigos. The comic, The Incredible Hulk and Wolverine has a Wendigo in it. Movies such as Antlers, the one that came out last year. Did you watch that? No, I'm very surprised I haven't, though. Um, it's an A24 film. I wasn't that impressed with it. A lot of people were. I don't know. I just felt like it had a lot of potential and then it kind of started to falter like dwindle mm-hmm. so have you l- seen Bo? is afraid not afraid is he afraid oh, or is he not i thought it <laughs> i thought it was just Bo. oh no i think it has more words to it but no i have not <laughs> seen it yet Corey, Corey saw it and he's like i, I can't explain to you what i just saw hmm. no i, I want to see yeah it. i don't know if it's like good or if it's scary but it's definitely unnerving i haven't seen that and i haven't seen evil dead but those That's are the only two things right actually. now. Yeah. Uh, no, I know it is, but I also uh, 
I only have time at nighttime and evil dead kind of scares me. (laughs) (laughs) It looks terrifying. So I'm kind of nervous to watch that one. I don't know. The the whole movie is in the apartment too. Of Bo? No, no, no. Of evil dead. Yes. Yeah. The whole thing. And I get very unnerved with films that take place in one area. Like we've talked about this in the past. I know this one doesn't, the whole movie doesn't take place there, but the movie red eye with Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams, like 90% of it takes place in a plane. I just get that like uneasy feeling or like buried with Rai Rai. Oh yeah. That one uneasy. I just, I don't like when it's all filmed in one area. It just makes me anxious. I want them to get out. I need, I need well, that's more the space. Whole point. <laughs> no, I get it. I don't like it. Um, other movies, uh, Wendigo, obviously features Wendigo, <laughs> obviously the last winter pet cemetery. Those all feature Wendigos in their movies. In similar vibes, there's another creature called the Wachug. <laughs> and it's a similar being that appears in the legends of the Athabascan people of the Northwest Pacific Coast. It too is cannibalistic. However, it's characterized as being enlightened with ancestral insight. So it's not always a bad thing that it's a cannibal okay. monster. <laughs> it's not always bad that it's a cannibal. It's fine. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So I remembered something that I need to bitch about. Go. So did you hear? And you don't care because you're a vegetarian. But did you hear that McDonald's is going to start adding onions to their beef patties? Hmm. You can't have them anymore. For flavor. Hmm. Oh, you best believe I'm going to be like, I can't have onions. I'm allergic. So (laughs) Hmm. it's only in certain areas um i don't remember exactly my mom sent it to me and then she was like she's like you might want to just stick to chicken i was like i can't have that either (laughs) it was so funny she's like oh yeah how about filet of fish ew (laughs) no no (laughs) no that sounds awful actually my my days of eating mcdonald's are over guys Hmm. that's okay mcdonald's me yeah, sometimes you just really want it, though. Mm, no. Well, I mean, you can't have it. Like, what can you have there? I can have, I think, the hash browns. You think? Um, But I choose not to just in case, you know, like how yeah. they package stuff. But I can have, I, I will, I'm the type of person I will frequently just go and pick up like a drink or something. Yeah. Um, Because I do really like their sweet tea. I wish it was a little bit sweeter, but it's good. Um, I like their Sprite. It's a little spicy. I like their smoothies. So <laughs> <laughs> I like their smoothies. Um, and then when that new strawberry McFlurry comes out, I'm going to try that. Which also, oh. speaking of the strawberry McFlurry, uh, in either June or July, I want to say on the 6th of the month, whichever month it is, uh, Wendy's is bringing back the strawberry Frosty and mm. I'm going to go bankrupt. So <laughs> I'm going to go bankrupt. Huh. Interesting. You know, if their ice cream machine's working. <laughs> yes. That's really the test here. It really is. Um, yeah. That's all I got for you. Do all you want right. to know my sources? Sure. Uh they were all online sources because I mean because Wendigos are hard to find information on unless you're looking at like what people have wrote down over the years through like um, taking notes from these tribes and things like that. So uh, my online sources were the Legends of America website, the Britannica website, the Canadian Encyclopedia, Ancient Origins, and All That's Interesting website. Oh, all That's Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're probably going to a lot of uh, um, rabbit holes. And oh my God, I just remembered what I was going to say. Okay. All right. So have you heard of a water bear? I'm going to need you to look it up right now. <laughs> Isn't a water bear like a walrus or something? No, it it's like a micro, like micro, like tiny ass bug. Oh, I know what they are. Yeah. Corey found some the other day or something. Oh, yeah. You know, that was because of me. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he tweeted about it and I was like, you found it because because, you know, I don't get on Twitter. But then I got on Twitter and surprised him. Um, Yeah, no. So. They're called tardigrades, technically, and they are. Literally the most like. 
indestructive creatures on this planet. Like, they don't die. Okay. Um, let me find... I was literally in this rabbit hole for so long, I'm upset about it. So, you want to know why I know what water bears are? Because you're going to hate this. <laughs> There's an episode of South Park in, like, the later seasons, like, between probably, like, 20 to 25-ish, where... Timmy and Jimmy go against each other at the science fair and one of them does a science experiment with water bears and that's how I know what water bears are. The actual water bears or Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) Um, The more you know. But there is also a YouTube video of a water bears song and you know how Timu or Timu or whatever the you know, it's just like Sheen or Sheen. Um, they are posting things on like Facebook and stuff for ads to buy little plushies of fucking water bears. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it literally looked like I don't even know what it looked like. It looked like a speaker. Like, <laughs> I was so confused and I sent it to multiple people. And I was like, please, what is this? <laughs> but look it up right now. What am I looking up? The water bear speaker? I mean, plushie? No. Well, there are some really cute ass plushies, actually. I kind of want one from... There's one on Amazon for like 40 bucks. Um, no, I wonder if I can find... If you search... Yeah. No, search water bear Timu. It's only $6. <laughs> That is so fucking cute. (laughs) Why is that so cute? Like, what the fuck is it? (laughs) It kind of looks like something like a child. Like, you know, those like companies where they're like, have your child draw something and we'll make it into a stuffed animal. Yes. That's what it looks like. Yes. Mm -hmm. It looks like a non real, real monster thing. But then you start looking at the plushies and you want one. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you keep if you keep scrolling, you'll see the Amazon one and it's so fucking cute. See, for some reason, like things like that, I'm fine with all those things. Like <laughs> I'm honestly cool with weird sh- shaped animals and creatures and shit. But you put me in a room with a bird <laughs> and all hell's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. I've decided that my least favorite bird is the goose. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel that way because they're assholes. Evil. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, hate that, right? Mm-hmm. Hate those. Didn't know until recently how much I also truly, truly, beyond all reasoning. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, I, I, uh, I hate pigeons. (laughs) Oh my, do I hate those things? Oh my. (laughs) I saw like a video and I was talking about it. And so TikTok must've heard me and like two pigeon videos in a row popped up on my TikTok and I reported them both. I was like, no, we're not turning my page into that. I'll just delete the whole app. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to play games with you, TikTok. <laughs> this is the wrong algorithm. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think third, if we had to pick another one, seagulls can be up there. Don't like those. But Trash then, birds. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then the other day, Margie and I were like hanging out outside the house. And I was like, Margie, come outside, Mar- Margie, Margie. And I started screaming and freaking out. And she's like, oh, my God, something's wrong. And she like comes outside and she's like, what is this? I was like, look at that blue thing out there. And she's like, what? And I was like, that blue bird, it's blue. And she's like, yes, that's a blue jay. And I was like, they're real? They're blue. They look like cartoons. And she's like, yes. And I was like, what's that one? And I pointed a red one and she's like, it's a cardinal. That's like the Indiana state bird. Right. And I was like, I didn't know those were real. (laughs) Those also look like cartoons. I was like, like, I feel like your fear for birds isn't actually real i think you just think it is 
Because you actually don't know what a bird looks like. <laughs> because you like, just avoided them completely. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know birds could be so many colors. And she's like, you've seen parrots, right? I was like, oh, no, yeah, no, no. I don't like those either. And she's like, huh. Okay. <laughs> just checking with you, buddy. I'm like, no, yeah. Like, like I know birds could be colors, but I guess I didn't know birds could be colors. <laughs> like, actually color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought just parrots did that. No. Maybe a flamingo or two. <laughs> no. I'm cool with flamingos, actually. I'm cool with those. That doesn't make sense. They're really non-threatening. I could just, like, push what about one an over. ostrich? Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> that would beat the fuck out of me. It's just gonna headbutt me. No, it does. It does. Oh, I've my been God. Spit, I've been spit on by one. Oh, my God. No, those things. Those are a... <laughs> those... <laughs> Oh my god! No, I'm not scared of flamingos because I could go cow tipping with those, and they don't—I don't have fear of them. But like a stork, or like an emu, or an ostrich, you put me in a ring with one of those, I fold. (laughs) Dead. I'm I'm a possum. Oh my god! I'm like sweating over here. I hope you understand. You literally have me sweating talking about birds this long because I'm getting anxious. I am so scared of birds. Oh, God. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I decided to talk about this. Let's just not. Okay. So thank you guys for (laughs) listening. I'm freaking out. I'm going to go now. Um, Thank you to help make this podcast what it is. You guys are part of the CSP family. Big thank you to whoever's editing this episode. (laughs) Who's doing that? Taylor. Thank you so much, Taylor. At Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram for being every week here on out until the end of time, <laughs> the person that I'm going to say that to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a gem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. You can also join the Facebook group, which is Cryptic Soup Pod Official. In this group, we post further updates on our lives or cases. So just join us and hang out on the socials to stay up to date and be a part of the CSP fam. All of our links can also be easily found at crypticsuitpod.com as well. Thank you guys to anyone that gives an Apple podcast review and rating and or Spotify rating. It helps get our name out there and makes us always grateful because we'll give you shout outs and we'll talk about how awesome it made us feel. So guys, thank you for always being here for us. Remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, and keep up with us. And remember to join in on the conversation where we'll see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned.